Hey, uh, we just finished up a 13-week series, Together We Can, and uh, uh, where we went through, and well, you guys sat through it for 13 weeks, you know what we did, and, uh, and we're moving on, so, uh, uh, and, and looking forward to uh, just the, the fall starting, the students getting back, uh, government getting back in session, uh, just getting life back on on track and we're going to be starting uh, our pathways uh, shift series and I'm really really excited about that but uh, today as uh, at E3 we like to in between series we like to just uh, just pause and really just do uh, a time to, to come to the Lord's table and and maybe talk about some things maybe do some uh, just more uh, community-based uh, type things. And uh, today uh, we get to really look at just the, just the wonder of, of how God touches people's hearts and uh, just the call of our church to make, mature, mobilize, fully devoted followers of Christ to really challenge people to truly live out their, their faith. And and uh, it just is exciting to me to see that when, when uh, a person or, or a couple or a group of people just really grab hold of what God has called them to do, and, and they may not even know exactly what it's going to look like in the ultimate end, but they know that God is, is moving them. And then through that movement, uh, uh, just just capturing the imagination of, of uh, just so many other people and touching so many lives. And uh, the Monroes are here this morning. And hey, <laughs> plotting yourselves. That's very cool. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's so cool to me, like, just to uh, try to figure out, you know, like, what, what does God do in somebody's heart that, you know, one day they're, they're waking up in, in Monticello and, and doing that kind of thing and then, and then saying, you know what, we need to, we need to you know, sell or, 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 you know, get out of being a lawyer and, and, and we need to, you know, sell stuff and, and move our family to, to Guatemala. And, and, you know, I mean, the crazy thing is, I mean, it, you know, waking up and like, they don't even speak Spanish. You know, they only speak Monticello. And, and I mean, I mean, like, and they're, they're thinking, all right, I'm going to, or Joaquina, sorry, I keep on saying Monticello, but Joaquina, Joaquina, uh, Joaquina, and Joaquina ease. And, uh, it just it just seeing that happening what four years ago four and a half years ago really uh just making that that dramatic move and and now just four and a half years later just what what god has has done not only uh down there but in in our church i can't imagine how many people have actually come down we've sent just you have any idea no so a lot of them are. A lot of them are here. Well, I was going to have you guys. I mean, instead of me talking to you guys down here, why don't you guys welcome the Monroes as they come up? Okay. 
here we go. And and we're going to just kind of go go through a journey where really what one of the big things is uh, here is uh, almost like what I feel one of my calls is to convince you how how powerful you are when you are fulfilling God's call and how much impact you can have and 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 to really you know squash that that idea of oh what can one person do what could little old me do and and just just take up out and really I've been down there three times now and I've heard the stories of people who've gone down there and coming back and just to just the amazing things that, that happen when we actively participate uh, in what God is already doing. So to, uh, give us a quick, just for those who, who don't know you and don't know about Porch to Solomon and uh, things like that, give us just a real quick kind of what, what do you do, who we, who we are, what we do. Who I'm Lloyd, this is Melanie, and... Uh, Five years, actually five years ago, five. in Baptist terms, we got the call, even though we're not Baptists, this idea to move to Guatemala and host mission te- short-term teams, open a coffee house, a cafe, do humanitarian relief, and try to stretch churches in the United States and believers that wanted to be stretched, and that's exactly what God has allowed us to do. Some things we didn't expect, but uh, we feel real happy that uh, he's allowed us to do what we, we thought he wanted us to do. And I remember Mark, I quote Mark sometimes, that he said, Lloyd, this idea is too crazy to sell to any mission board. You got <laughs> so we're, we're interdenomin- interdenominational, non-denominational. We have a 501c3. E3 is our home church. But uh, he was right that we, I don't think we could have sold it to a mission board. But it's been a thrill to see people from very conservative churches. We've had, uh, we had a uh, a group from Kentucky, and then coming Georgia come this year. They'd never done a mission trip at either church, and they come down there, and they, they dig it, they love it, and uh, they're going to go back and be better disciples in, in those communities in Kentucky and Alpharetta. I'm just picking out two examples. You're good. Well, but tell- you're right about four years. You're saying five years because it took a year to close down things here to do it. Yeah, so, nobody listens to no, me that carefully no. anyway. I, I get about a year on either side on details. So, you know, Close enough. Yeah, everything I say is true, just not necessarily accurate. So, <laughs> uh, so you know, three, four, five, six years, whatever, uh, you've been down there. Tell us about just kind of... Uh, you hit, you hit the, you, you went down to Tapana, Pana Shell, and uh, uh, also known as Hell's Waiting Room. Tell us a little bit about Pana and the, where you live and where you kind of set up Porch. Right in the middle of the action, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where, that's where we live, that's where the porch is, and a lot of, and those of you who have been there, a lot of really lost people searching for something. They are lost, lonely, depressed. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, have, we have it all. A lot of uh, problems with alcohol, drugs. But it's you a fun do? place to are live. Are you confessing <laughs> here? Or? 
No, and it is. I mean, it's a place where you walk down the street and people are offering you, uh, you know, anything that you, uh, you know, anything imaginable. So, uh, so t take us through just kind of a maybe a, 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 a team is coming down uh, from E3, let's say, and, and kind of give us kind of an understanding of what, what you guys do. First, I need an understanding of that question. Uh -oh. Okay, you want us to talk about what, tell, what, tell us about what a, one of a, our weeks is like, or what a team week a would team be like? A team week, like you know, what would you guys do? What's what's a typical team week? What kind of okay. what are kind of activities, and then tie that into kind of your long term vision, how that all that all works together. We had five teams in six weeks this summer, and it was it was uh, active and intense. And we had uh, Todd, an old E3 guy. Todd Chesham there with Eric Lopez helping us facilitate the teams. I don't know what we would have done without Todd. And now we're waiting on Todd's video, which we hope will be here this week. You won't get to see his video this week. Yeah, which we were meant to see this morning. But, <laughs> but uh, the teams basically all do construction. They bring money to do construction. And we, we're constructing single-family houses mostly, a simple concrete block, concrete floor house usually for single mothers with children, or uh, is this, this summer, Melanie mentioned alcoholics. Both of these families have an alcoholic father who, when he found out he was going to get a house, he's, they, they got sober for a while, and so you can pray for those, those men that they will stay sober. But the team comes and does that. Some teams do an E3, uh, Michael and Martha Hannah. I don't know if you're here this morning. Yeah, they're here. All right. Go dogs. <laughs> They have sparked uh, medical teams out of E3. So in the morning, part of the group go goes and does construction. The medical team, that they, they basically run it. We work with a Guatemalan doctor. They go to a medical clinic in a different indigenous village every day. So it's sort of like a traveling road show, the, 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 the Bible school. And then in the, the, I'm sorry, the medical clinic. And then in the afternoon, we'll use, since there's a lot of children there, We'll do Bible school with music and fun games and stuff, stuff like that. So it's, it's a nice adventure going to see uh, an indigenous village every afternoon, and the construction people are just hammering away and digging away every day. It's a, and then at night, you get to enjoy life in Pana with uh, all the folks offering you all the things that you're not supposed to, uh, yep. to want. Or at least you're not supposed to. You might want them, but you're not supposed to use them, right, Mark? That, that is correct, Lloyd. I'm looking for... <laughs> I'm looking for pastoral <laughs> advice here. It's probably uh, a good idea not to take anything offered on the street. Okay. <laughs> including, including the food. Yeah. And just to throw in um, something that I didn't expect to be doing, I knew we would be doing, we would be, we've, we've been involved with live music for a lot of years, and we used to be a lot of bluegrass, and I've gotten real rusty on my bluegrass, but I've ha had an opportunity to join a band, Marco Trio Electric, playing with two professional musicians. They're really good, and we have a rock and roll cover power trio i had to learn try to learn to play bass but i play in a bar four nights a week now most weeks i'm out playing rock and roll music there that's been a great dialogue builder and for the people coming down from the states uh that they don't they have to get their mind around wait a minute where's the testimony playing rock and roll in a bar but i tell them that i think if christ was here i think he'd be going into the bars he'd be handling himself flawlessly without sin but there's a lot of sinners in the bars, right? There's a lot of sinners in the churches too, huh? Sorry, sorry to burst your bubble. But, uh, 
I put a lot of energy in that, and it's a great. It's been a great dialogue builder. Uh, and and I'll, I'll I'll end after this. But even this band is a microcosm of what we do. The lead guy Marco is an extremely talented musician. Completely postmodern mindset. Came from a Jewish family. Knows more about Christianity than many followers of Christ do. He studied it. But he gets to see Christianity being fleshed out in our lives. And I won't tell you all the stories that he, that he tells me. And then the drummer is a recovering alcoholic, Cush, Carlos Cush, a fabulous drummer. He's been completely sober now for seven months. And so there's that post, yay Cush, the postmodern mindset with Mark and uh, Marco Solo and then with Cush, the recovering alcoholic. So I sort of travel around with my life, the alcoholics and the postmodern mindset people that are turned off to churchianity. Kush has gotten us involved, though, with a rehab, alcohol rehab center that really needed some help, and I don't know, that gives him just something to really yeah. sink his teeth into. So that's been good. That's something new we've been doing, too. It's across the lake, but I think it's going to be a good project, an upcoming project. And your question a while ago about just the teams, what they do, it depends on the teams, too. Right. If you have a dentist, we do dental. If you have people who want to do soccer, we do soccer. So, yeah, we had a, a cross-stitch group of ladies come. Very, very good. I don't need yeah, the mic. Okay. <laughs> I probably don't need so, it. Well, tell us a little bit about um, the actual Porch to Solomon, the, the coffee, co pop coffee house. I do all the work. You do all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idea man, okay? Huh? In the law firm I used to be in, we always had the contest about who's the idea man. She, she just spoke the truth. Last year, we remodeled this rundown place, and Mark, some E3ers came down, and Leroy, and a lot of people came down and worked there. I had... I had some ideas about how to do it, but mainly I don't think I turned a shovel full of concrete doing that thing because my I have to do a lot of administrative work and I have to work on my ideas. Uh, but really, Melanie, <laughs> Heidi's not buying this. But at least, hey, at least I'm confessing it. I didn't work on the thing. I would go. I I, I just tried to to keep the bills paid in there and keep it rolling. But Melanie is much more hands-on than I am. But it's right in the center of Panahachel, and we show movies there. We have live music there. We serve food and beverages there. And it's, it's a place where there's not a lot of pressure to buy. You can come hang out. And it works among um, people that aren't, that aren't believers, and they were very skeptical about Christians. We don't jam it down their throat, but they'll come hang out for us. And what's really cool with us, and what's cool is that they will come ask us eventually as we develop trust with them, can you help me with this? Can you help this family? Can you help our school? Melanie and her minions just painted one of the hippie schools uh, in Pana, one of the English-speaking hippie schools. They, with help from the teams, with a little help from our friends, uh, my, idea, my idea was to do it with George, the director. Melanie actually did it. So sometimes we make a pretty good team. If I would just wash more dishes, it would be a, a much better team. Right on. So... And then on Sunday, you, you do a worship gathering uh, right there out of porch, right? Right there in front of God and everybody. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that, what that looks like, and how that's... It well, looks different every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. Pray that I'm not. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Melanie has a thing about microphones. Okay. Uh, it, she said it looks different every Sunday. It is interesting to see the place transform during the week from a, a cafe, a restaurant uh, with a feel of a bar, into Sunday afternoon, a worship gathering. And we used to be a little more isolated. Now we're pretty much at front and center, and we get all kind of people wandering through. Uh, some of them are messed up and confused, and we have to be, we don't plan a lot because you don't know what, uh, you don't know what's going to happen, and we just roll with it, but it's working. We have, we, I told Mark, I think we've got new energy there. Even if we don't have groups there, we have a, a good number of people showing up, uh, maybe enough that we should start passing a collection plate. We don't, we don't do that, but it's a, it's a blessing to me to be able to try to bring a message and we model it, frankly, after the way E3, we used to do the worship gatherings here. Do you remember the Connect City question? Anybody remember the Connect City question? That really... You know, there was kind of a backlash against it. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I like it, but... Let me guess, at E3, that means the person here had to talk to a real other person yeah, that they well, didn't know, okay? That and, Sorry, guys. and people, I would ask that I'd go out and people just look and then at me. And like, it just, there wasn't the participation. I'd love to bring it back, but... It, know, let me tell you what. Yeah, lukewarm. Yeah, couple. Let me, maybe, let, maybe, maybe next week. It works. <laughs> it works down there because after we, you know, after we do the the musical worship and we pray, and it's obvious we're praying and we're singing about Jesus, and then these people that have never been to a worship gathering or they've been hurt in a church, they're sitting there, and then when we can just disarm them, if you will, with the connectivity question, what's cool is that they will participate. They will, it's like, wait a minute, I don't know anything about Jesus, but I can answer this question. And we keep the questions real, real light and fun. And so um, the worship gathering... It's not always a churchy answer, but Ooh. they answer and participate. <laughs> I had a, we had a, a group of Mexican musicians that were there. They're, they're very cosmopolitan guys. They played in Berlin for five years, and they were hanging around the porch. And I think they played there one night, and the guy's name's Hector. And he's there, he comes, decides he's going to come to the worship gathering. And the connectivity question was, what are your hobbies and how do you feel when you're doing them? And we're going around getting these, you know, we're getting these answers. And the microphone goes to Hector and he says, my hobbies, and he's speaking in Spanish, are mujeres y marijuana, women and weed. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's like, and I was up there in front like, mm, wow, you know, how do we, how do we handle this? But God sort of gave me, he gave me a little joke where I, you know, where I could say, hey, maybe we need to have a PG-13 warning on the worship gathering. Thank you for your honesty. But I didn't have to dress him down. The good thing was that he, you know, he felt like he could be honest and talk about what his hobbies were. And so you never know, as Melanie said, you never know. You, maybe, well, I won't say there's somebody out here that has the same hobbies. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting too real. I guarantee uh, I, they do. I That's deal. Good I deal with grass issues, and I used. To, I was an old dope smoker thirty years ago. Well, maybe a little bit less than that, but thirty, thirty and less years ago. I don't do it anymore. I guess it prepared me to deal with it. I deal with with dope issues all the time, and uh, and it's good to get it out there and, and be honest with it. And so, if you got that, if you got that issue, if you want to talk to somebody, I'll be happy to talk with you. I have my ideas about it. You can email me, and we'll talk about grass. Uh, so. <laughs> Okay. Very good. Uh, I think, I think Mark, Mark asked me to tie this into community. To, uh, yeah, now to, we're getting wait, there. Wait a minute. Is the second value of E3 still authenticity? It is. Okay. Can we got to. the alcoholics we deal with come in drunk. 
And so you have to deal with that. You can go you out know? back, get a little something, it'll calm you right down. You'll just <laughs> no, I'm not nervous. <laughs> so I don't know. So just trying to be real and telling them to be real, sometimes you get more than what you ask for. Yeah, you and have to just deal with it, you know? Yeah, well, and that's, that's something definitely that we understand and value here. And you can't deal with anything if, if – people don't have a safe place where they can be honest about yeah. what they're really dealing with. Uh, and then you yeah. just get the, you know, the Christian, how are you doing? Fine. How are you doing? Fine. And, and you never get anywhere. So it's good to have that wide berth of grace, but also understanding that, hey, we love you enough that we're not going to allow you to, you know, we're, we're not going to just sit idly by and watch you go down this, this path of self-destruction. And, and I think a lot of maybe churches or ministries don't understand that, how that works together. But as I've been down there, you know, you really have to, you have to do that. And they say a lot of churches won't allow them in. Yeah, and we so hear that a lot know. here too. Yeah. yeah. So. I won't give you the story now, but I think about uh, the whole story. I think we're running out of time. We've, we're past our time. Yeah. And Mar Mark had said, why don't you tie this into communion instead? And here, you see where we ended up, where we landed. Yeah. But we're being Dope authentic. Smoking, we or women. But and, and, uh, let me let me take. Come on, bring us home here, Lloyd. <laughs> Get us to the table. <laughs> okay, Lonnie was the most vile person and one of the most vile persons, bar owners. And you know Lonnie at Becky's Bar. Mark yeah, used I to did. go hang out with him, and he, he, he did. God keeps showing me that people, that, that nobody is past redemption and that, that I shouldn't give up on people even when they aggravate me to no end. Lonnie almost died. He was, he was an alcoholic, disgusting. He beats his wife, and uh, he almost died, though, about five months ago. And he... He, but he was our, our band's number one fan. He would show up and he would scream and he would get, he'd pass out on the floor occasionally. And I'm not kidding. And, uh, but he decided he was going to come to the worship gathering. Melanie did a great job inviting him. And Lonnie has really, he, went, once he got sober, he's sober now. Uh, and once he got sober, he was a different person. And he feels like he can come in that front door, even if he's a little late, he can sit at his table, the same place where he cheers the band on, and he can hear God's word in a real and accepting way, and he knows that he needs to move forward now, and there's people there that want to help him, help him move forward. So when I think about I don't have an image of Lonnie up there, but when I think about pray for Lonnie, and there's room. I read a devotional this week about there's room at God's table. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people, come and dine. The porch is a place where people feel like they can come. And if, if you feel like you're a misfit this morning, uh, I just quoted the words from an old hymn, but it's true that everybody's welcome at the table, and God wants us to, to be real with each other and help each other. Well, That's as close as I can get it. Well, you're right there, man. I, uh, will you do us the honor of um, reading 1 Corinthians uh, 11 there? And... Uh, Okay. If, you, if it's too small. No, I, I can see it, I think. It's entitled Communion, 1 Corinthians 11. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. 
Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. Thank you, Lloyd. Uh, Melanie, would you uh, just uh, take us into prayer and open up the table for us? And if you're new to E3, uh, uh, you don't have to be a member of E3 to come to the table. We, uh, we believe in a, um, the, the fellowship of believers, universal. If so if you're a follower of Christ uh, and you've acknowledged Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, just over the next few songs, when, when you're ready, you can just come up to the table. Uh, if you're not a follower of Christ and you're just here checking things out, don't feel any pressure to come up. Nobody's, uh, you know, in the back, you know, tagging you and uh, we're not going to follow you home or anything like that. So just, you know, just just uh, observe and maybe just kind of ask, you know, God questions. Uh, you know, are you there? Do you care about me? Uh, uh, if you want to talk to somebody, you can come up and, and talk to me or Lloyd or Melanie or, you know, and uh, uh, we can just, you know, talk a little bit too. So just use this time to uh, just kind of connect with your creator. Okay, pray with me. Uh, dear Lord, I just, uh, just thank you for today and I especially thank you for being back here at Element 3 with our uh, just other fellow believers and just uh, just it just feels so good to be home and to be here and uh, I just uh, praise you for all this uh, community does for um, Porch de Solomon and they just don't even realize how much they help us in such a big way down there and uh, thank you for their prayers and just all they do to support us and um, I just pray now that you will just let us open our hearts and uh, just just be in a prayerful attitude uh, as we take communion, dear Lord, to just really think about you and uh, just to try to get just directly to you, dear Lord, just uh, our hearts, our mind, uh, as we communion together, dear Lord. Uh, just forgive us of our sins, and uh, we love you, dear Lord. And I just pray now that you'll just give us uh, just a time of peace uh, with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen.